Welcome to Talking Baloney. Calvin Coco Pop. This is Boots. Oh, gosh. <laughs> What's going on? No script allowed. What are you, some kind of bot? Come on, people. <laughs> oh, yeah. You want a pickle, you gotta give him a pickle, right? <laughs> I want to be a movie star. Wow, that sounds so interesting. Fresh and quick. Part of the Baloney Nation. You guys still there? Welcome to Talking Baloney 2021. Nice. It is our first show of the new year. Jim. What uh, what a spectacular new year it is. Oh, man. What a great start. Ah, you can't can't go wrong with where we're heading right now. (laughs) Still in quarantine. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Thinking of a storming Krispy Kreme, but we're gonna have to wait. Oh man, I'm I'm ready for a road trip right now to Krispy Kreme. <laughs> Wash it down with some good old Jimbo Joe's coffee, if you know what I'm saying. I've heard you say that before. Oh man. Did I mention Jimbo Joe's also has hot chocolate? I did not know that. Oh yes, we have hot chocolate too. Uh what about smoothies? Did we ever get a definitive answer? I think the smoothies are going to be a go. <laughs> I, don't think we're, I don't think we're really going to have a choice on this. <laughs> the Baloney Nation, in particular, uh, Melly Malice has spoken. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought happened. Yep, that's pretty much it. <laughs> so, Jim Deasy, yeah. uh, you're rocking the Talking Baloney hat. That is a new, new feature. The new Talking Baloney. I got, you know what? I got something in my eye. <laughs> <laughs> I, I ran to the studio and here, boom, in my eyes, I got something. But I am rocking the new Talking Baloney official Talking Baloney hat. And that's that's like embroidered, isn't it? This is embroidered, folks. This isn't no cheap press on, you know, nothing like that. This is the real. Not that deal. any of those products are cheap either. Yeah, because oh, yeah, no. they're available for purchase at talkingbaloney.com. <laughs> oh, but we don't use press-on lettering. We use heat-activated lettering and infused <laughs> lettering on our material. Okay, glad to know that. Yes, because you can buy cheap stuff, but we put a hundred percent grade A quality merchandise on our on our website. <laughs> Speaking of which, you're also rocking the hoodie. Boom! Which, uh... The new official. Talking Baloney hoodie. Man. Now, this is the zip-up version, but you can get a pullover version if you'd like as well. I did not know that either. A pull-up version available. Oh, yeah. Available in small, medium, and my favorite size, portly. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure if that's an official measurement. (laughs) I don't know, but you know what? I'll never forget when I got measured for that, that suit that day, and that guy called, he said... No, 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 sir. You're in the portly section. I'm like, what the hell is portly? He's like, no neck, large shoulders, and short. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. And I still bought a suit from him. (laughs) (laughs) What do you say back to that? (laughs) Nothing you can say, but all right, uh, yeah. uh, Let's get this thing sized up, and uh, (laughs) let's get me checked out. (laughs) I I do have some uh, talking baloney factoids for 2020. Talking Baloney, we had 45 episodes during 2020. Ooh. For a total of 2,158 minutes of content. 
Wow. That breaks down to 129,536 seconds of Talking Baloney. And were we able to monetize any of that and turn no. it into, God damn it. <laughs> but now this is only in terms of the audio version. Mm-hmm. Our most popular episode was from March 8th. It was Wrestling with Coronavirus with our special guest, Melly Mels. Really? That was our most <laughs> listened to episode, according wow. to our friends at Buzzsprout. Uh, it, might I say, if you're looking to start a podcast, Buzzsprout is your hookup. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that more during the break. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and another interesting fact, uh, so we're available on so many different uh, browsers, apps, oh, yeah. services. Oh, yeah. There was a tie for most used uh, service to listen to Talking Baloney between Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You know, I tell you, you know, this is this is a show that touches every spectrum of social media or what whatever you want to call it. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that can't use these different platforms. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but we're available in so many places, it's almost hard to not run into us. If you, yeah. you know, yeah. type, type in Talking Baloney in Google and see what pops up. It Talk might actually be us. Yeah, boom, we're there. <laughs> now, uh, to kick off the new year, we thought we would talk about, uh, I think you described it to me as your favorite show of all time now. I'm going to say that this show has now beat out The Office. And you know, I'm a diehard Office fan. But this show has beat out The Office for popularity with me right now. I am am on the edge of my seat when I watch every episode. There's funny, there's comedy, there is action, there's romance, there's you name it. There's a little bit of everything. Can I say the name? Say the name. Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. It is the best show, hands down right now, on TV. Whether it's streaming, cable, satellite, whatever. And I dare, I somebody challenged me on this. Hit us up on the helpline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Baloney Nation Hotline. Uh, you can call in to let us know. Uh, I should mention Cobra Kai is an extension of the Karate Kid uh, movie franchise. Yes. So I thought we would spend the first part of the show talking about those original movies. Oh, and yeah. And in the second segment, we'll talk more about Cobra Kai. Yeah. And uh, we won't mention the current season until the very end, in okay. case anyone hasn't caught up yet, because we don't want to yeah. spoil it. And I'm going to be honest with you. If you haven't watched season three already, where the hell have you been? Yeah, it's been out for like eight days. Come on. Yeah, it's, come on. It's not like we're in a pandemic in your home or something. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so, man, I'm telling you, it is. And I listen, I'm giving this show a glowing praise. I really am. Like, this is storytelling. And I know I talked to you about this off, you know, on, you know, offline a couple days ago. Yeah. This is storytelling at its finest, folks. But I will say this is the best storytelling I have seen on TV since, and I said this before, since the Attitude Era in WWF, 
WWE. It's yeah, it's right there, man. <laughs> yeah, you don't know what's going to happen, and you can't wait to see what does happen next. But it all hey, started you know, listen, nineteen eighty four, the Karate Kid. Yes. Uh, we've talked about this movie a few times, but there there are. Uh, so I've rewatched the movies recently. I have as and, well. Yes. This Karate Kid, the original, is really a really good movie. It is a classic. Yeah. Um, it's the whole introduction to everybody, pretty much. And it's the, you know, it's Mr. Miyagi getting acquainted with Daniel LaRusso and Daniel LaRusso's mom and why they're moving and, you know, all that good stuff and him trying to fit in. And, you know, yeah. karate ends up being that, that, you know, thing for him, that hobby for him that brings him, you know, into the realm of, hey, I can, I can live out here. I can be happy. And, dude, it's. <sighs> it, it's actually. Yeah. So it's based on uh, kind of a true story. The uh, The screenwriter himself was bullied as a kid and took up karate and learned. Uh, it was actually the Miyagi style of fighting. And that was the basis of the script. Uh, the movie was directed by John Avildsen, who also directed Rocky. And there, and there's the connection right there. Yeah. It's, for years, Sylvester Stallone has jokingly referred to the Karate Kid as ripping off Rocky, because there are similarities there. But yeah, um, it's 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 a different story. <laughs> Completely. Yeah. Listen, I'm a I'm a Sly Stallone guy, but uh, yeah, I don't see it. I, I guess you could say there's a similarity with the, you know, he's. Gets beat up, gets knocked down, gets back up, fights again, you know. But uh, I don't think Rocky invented that, though. No. I think that's I been think around that's... since pretty much uh, the first story was ever told. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's pretty much every movie that comes out on TV now. I mean, if you ever <laughs> you ever watch a Hallmark movie, that's pretty much the pretense for every one of their movies. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's, there's more uh, connections to Rocky. Uh, the music of the movie... Both movies was Bill Conti. Mm -hmm. So uh, there's that. And then the song, The Best Around, famous in Karate Kid, yes. was actually written for Rocky Three, And Stallone turned it down. Instead, he went with Eye of the Tiger. Which, I'm going to say, fit Rocky a lot better. If they would have did The Best Around for that montage, I would have had some problems with that. <laughs> yeah, it, it it wouldn't have fit, no, and yet no. it is like it's perfect for the Karate Kid. Oh yeah, hands down, perfect. <laughs> and it it might have been my ringtone for a short period of time, but enough about that. Uh, Eye of the Tiger is one of my ringtones right now. Every time my brother <laughs> calls, boom, Eye of the Tiger. Please. <laughs> you can't beat the beginning of that song. No, not at all. Although I will say, Apple iTunes ringtones they do a little something to their music like it's not the original original they tweak oh, really? them a little bit so they sound a little different i don't know maybe it's a copyright thing or something i don't know they're, well they're probably doing it to save you money that's probably what's going on i had to buy i had to buy it <laughs> oh you paid for it 
I listen. Don't get me started on the iTunes thing because now that I have an iPhone again, every time I want to download something, I got to pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> the hell is that all about? <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, let's get back to Karate Kid. I'll get off on an Apple tangent, and that's. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> So, as you said, that first movie introduces us to all the characters, Daniel LaRusso, Mr. Miyagi, Johnny Lawrence, and uh, Cobra Kai, led by John Kreese, Vietnam vet. Yes. And it's funny rewatching the movies now after watching three seasons of Cobra Kai. Oh, yeah. The movies take on a totally different feeling. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, even... Watching Karate Kid 3 and 4, well, I'm calling the next Karate Kid Karate Kid 4 for the sake of argument. <laughs> even, even watching them, and they weren't good movies, mm-hmm. suddenly they feel like so much more important because it's all backstory for Cobra Kai. Yeah, and they're, it's, like, it's like somebody tells you a story, and then they go back and they connect all the dots for you now. And yeah. it's kind of like, where are they now kind of a show. And you get to see it unfold again, and you're like, wow. And I will tell you this, you guys know I'm pretty hard on Star Wars. <laughs> you know, now that I've seen Cobra Kai and how they do the reflection and go back in the past, I'm starting to understand now how Star Wars is doing it, going back and saying, so I will I will go out in this new year of 2021 and say I'm finally starting to understand Star Wars. You're going to watch the Star Wars movies? I might actually have to go back and watch them now. Because when, if you would have just told me some of this stuff in the beginning, I might have understood What? <laughs> <laughs> I think we showed you. Uh, Mad Dog and I made you watch <laughs> Rogue yeah. One. That's, that's like a great starting point. You know, I'm going to have to go back, and uh, I'm actually going to have to commit now and go back and watch the rest of everything after Ro- Rogue One and then watch The Mandalorian so that I know <laughs> what the hell is going on. Because I think this is going back to previous to everything. So Cobra Kai has taught me a lesson. So I'm coming to the nation now to tell them wow. that Cobra Kai has taught me something. That's awesome. And... I think for the outlook of 2021, for the sake of talking baloney, yep. you watching Star Wars and talking about it on this show is going to be awesome. Yeah, coming from a guy that doesn't has you know wasn't a Star Wars guy, but yeah. I get it now. I get it why they're doing it. So now I'm I'm intrigued. Now I want to go back and watch them. Because I have to say, The Mandalorian, along with Cobra Kai, are probably the two best TV shows of the last two three years. They're the the shows people are talking about the most, and uh, if you're on board with Star Wars, man, that changes everything. Oh, see? See? Folks, I'm doing this for you, for our fans. <laughs> now, Karate Kid 2, we should mention, because uh, that actually gets some uh, play in Cobra Kai. Yes, it does. Again, this was a movie when I first saw it. I thought it was okay, but it was like, okay, all of a sudden he's in Japan, totally different characters. You know, Mr. Miyagi is still there, but everyone else is new. And it's like, eh. Now, after seeing what's become a Cobra Kai, 
that movie set in Japan is like takes on a whole new meaning, and it, it might actually be one of my favorite of the uh, originals. So, Karate Kid One is Johnny. Karate Kid Two is yeah, Chosen's Part Two. Chosen Taguchi. Yes, I'm gonna say it makes it makes it. I mean, this is where I'm gonna have a hard time telling people like if you haven't watched season three of Cobra Kai, man. You are missing out on what is really going down in uh, Karate Kid Part 2. Because at the end of it, you're left hanging. What's going to happen to everybody? That's right. And in the process of watching Cobra Kai and seeing what happened with everyone. You really need to watch these. Like You can't just jump into Cobra Kai without watching 1, 2, 3, and 4 and know what the heck is going on. Well, I don't want to say that. So I don't want to discourage people like saying you have to watch the movies because the one thing Cobra Kai, the series, does really well is use flashbacks to the movies. Oh, yeah. And you can totally you jump in to the series oh. and be caught up because they use yeah. the, they use segments from the movie better than any TV show I've ever seen use like flashbacks. Oh, hands down. It's, it's, it's something you actually start to look forward to. You're like, okay, what are they going to do here? Yeah. What are they going to do here? And you're trying to guess what where they might go with something. Dude, I'm telling you, it is, man. And the whole tying everything together in part two of the movie, and then you're kind of, like I said, you're kind of left really hanging on where everybody's going to go after the movie's over. And you just think, ah, hey, you know, I'm done watching the movie. You leave the movie theater. They'll come out with a part three. Part three ends up being a whole new character again. So now you're kind of wondering, like, hey, what happened to Chosen? What happened to this guy? What happened to this person? Yeah. Man, I'm telling you how they the story writing in this is phenomenal. And uh, you mentioned part three. Mm-hmm. Now, part three, again, it's a movie. I don't even know if I saw it until recently. I know, uh, like, critically, it was hated. It was a movie that pretty much killed the franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the story of it, because I did just watch it, <laughs> is uh, John Kreese's former student is now this like multi-billionaire selling yeah. nuclear waste. <laughs> and he decides to uh, prop up Cobra Kai uh-huh. and do this elaborate plan to get back at LaRusso and Miyagi. Mm-hmm. He's probably the most over-the-top villain outside of, like, an episode of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. <laughs> it, it's really bad acting, and yet, now, with Cobra Kai and looking back at it, it's, like, an important piece of the story, and it's, like, mm-hmm. vital information, and it takes you, it makes the movie better. You just don't know how important some of the scenes are in part three of the movie later on in Cobra Kai until you watch them. You just don't know the connections and what leads up to everything. It's, uh, and as, as bad as that villain, whose name was Terry silver, as bad as he was. Yeah. Smirk. He always had on his face. He just, I just want to reach into the screen and just, (laughs) ah, (laughs) it's like he was acting in a totally different movie. Yeah. And then you had Ralph Macchio and Pat Morita doing their classic Miyagi and LaRusso bit. Yep. And they were really grounded and they were awesome. Yeah. It's like. like, Crease is, uh, or Silver is like a cross between Casino and Scarface. (laughs) 
in a children's movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's, it's awful, but the important part of the storyline with Daniel's son feeling like he has to go to Cobra Kai for help. Yeah. It, it's all very important to the Cobra Kai TV series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that, that scene where he's training actually plays a bigger role later on when you watch Cobra Kai. You don't That's understand right. it until all of a sudden you find out where Daniel LaRusso really was in a dark place. <laughs> Miyagi's still teaching, but from a distance. You don't realize it. That's right. <laughs> well, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to dive into Cobra Kai, the series of yeah. Elbow and Netflix. I hope they come out with a cereal. <laughs> Cobra Kai the be? cereal. That'd be biblical. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Deasy. Hey, the big guy. Did Ain't you hear, hear the news? <laughs> I was going to ask you. I, I was just hearing everyone's talking about this Buzzsprout. Yeah. Listen, we do a podcast. We do. A lot of people A lot of people want to do a podcast, oh, but tons. there's no other way to do your podcast without using Buzzsprout. It'd be stupid They're, to not use Buzzsprout. They are legit with helping you start your podcast and getting your platform out there. To everybody, Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, maybe SiriusXM one day. Who knows? Maybe. you can. They can even get you on Amazon's new podcast service, part of Amazon Music. And if you pay for two months of Buzzsprout, you're going to get a $20 Amazon gift card that you can use for stuff at Amazon. It's and amazing. We all know. So if you want to start a, a podcast, all you have to do it's is click on it. the link. In the show notes that attached to mm-hmm. this very episode, follow Absolutely. that link, sign up, enjoy Buzzsprout, do do yes. your own thing. Yes. If you it's, had to do it again, what what kind of podcast would you do? Yeah, you know I. You know we might go way down the other end of the spectrum, <laughs> but we'd probably have to change our identities. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's the beauty of our podcast. We don't talk we politics don't, and religion. No politics, no religion. But you know what? Buzzsprout will get you out there. And that's the whole point of a podcast. Jim Deasy. Woo, that was a good coffee break, man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You're Jim Deasy. I'm the big guy. This is Talking Baloney. And that is a Dunkin' Donuts mug. Well, it's a DD mug. They don't call it. Remember, they're not Dunkin' Donuts anymore. They're What's the Dunkin'. other D stand for? I, I just double D now, I guess. <laughs> double Oof. D. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if that's that. a good look. <laughs> I don't know. They, they doesn't sound like they're going PG rated anymore. <laughs> <laughs> There's still one movie to talk about before we dive into the show. Yep. Uh, the Next Karate Kid from 1994. Jesus. This is Hillary Swank. Yep. One of her breakout roles as uh, the next student for Mr. Miyagi. Mm-hmm. Uh, thoughts? Okay, folks. You've heard me say it many times last year. I'm going to go ahead and say it for 2021. My first time saying trash. 
<laughs> you are correct, sir. Yes. The worst damn movie. Well, listen, and you know me, I'll even I'm not a fan of the Will Smith Will Smith's son playing the one karate movie, but hands down better than the Karate Kid Part Four. <laughs> yeah. So for the sake of this discussion, I was gonna ignore the uh the Jackie Chan uh Karate Kid remake. Uh yeah. Just because by the very nature of it, it kind of doesn't fit in with Cobra Kai, so I don't think it's going to have any factor. I I do feel like this next Karate Kid, though, could somehow evolve Cobra Kai the TV series at some point. We just saw Elizabeth Shue make a return. Is it possible in season four we could see Hilary Swank? You know, I thought about this. I could see... Hillary Swank coming back in another season of Cobra Kai due to all the girls now that are fighting as well. And she could be like a mentor or maybe even a bad guy. You never know. Well, remember in the movie, she plays the granddaughter of the war hero that was best friends of Mr. Miyagi. Mm. Um, So there's a Mr. Miyagi was almost like a grandfather to her. Um, so there, there is a connection there. Um, I, I kind I of, I kind of I would like see, to see her. Yeah. I could see her coming back as a bad guy, a bad guy though. Just maybe like me. Hey, Miyagi took all your, t- all you, you know, you took all of Mr. Miyagi's time. I never had a chance to, you know, be a granddaughter to him. You know, that kind of a thing, man. I, I'm not saying I could write for this show, <laughs> but I'm saying my ideas are pretty darn good. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'll say this. I don't know, like, a straight-up bad guy, but being someone who has a conflict, like you're saying, mm-hmm. maybe she wants to claim Miyagi Do as, like, her ancestral rights as being yeah. a closer relative, perhaps, than LaRusso is to Miyagi. Cobra Kai, the series, it picks up uh, how many years after the original? Was it 30 years? Is that 30? 20-something years? Is it 20-something years? Man, it is. <laughs> it is like 35, probably. Not <laughs> that I do the math. <laughs> <laughs> Never my specialty. <laughs> That's why I got married, so I could ask Melly Mel how to add. So in Cobra Kai, the series starts following the the life of Johnny Lawrence, mm-hmm. the Cobra Kai student from the first movie, and kind of it shows over the course of a couple episodes what he's up to mm-hmm. and how his life was forever changed by that crane kick from yes. Daniel LaRusso at the All-Valley Tournament in 1984. And you don't understand how important this crane kick is until yes. you watch Cobra Kai. It's the, it's not just it's not just about the kick. Yeah. There's a whole lot going on behind that kick. And where his he's on top of the world and then that kick happens and then he's down to the bottom. And that's exactly yeah. how they open Cobra Kai. Yeah, and it's like uh the ramifications affected the rest of his life 
And what the series does so great is it shows you that. And then around the third or fourth episode, it shows you Daniel, Daniel LaRusso and where he is. And you see like how far his life has gone thanks to the kick and how he's still famous for it 35 years later. And folks, if I had to put this in perspective so some of our wrestling listeners understand, <laughs> this would be like Daniel LaRusso is Ted DiBiase and Johnny is now Virgil. <laughs> Okay. Okay, you get it now? Like money, 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 money. And yeah, yeah, I'm just the I'm just the bodyguard. <laughs> I do side <laughs> jobs. <laughs> so we can uh talk openly about seasons one and two, I think. Yes. We'll avoid yeah. spoilers on season three. Uh all right. We'll give our viewers a few more days to dive in. It is still a fairly new release and some people don't stay up all night the first night or two to watch it all like we did. I stayed up all I stayed up till the whole season was done. <laughs> and then I was craving more when it was over. I was like, what am I going to do? I was like I was like a, a crack fiend looking for my next hit. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't argue with that cuz I went back and watched the original movies cuz I wanted more. <laughs> I was scratching. I was like, ah, you know, when's the next season coming out? <laughs> <laughs> I watched that Hillary Swank movie. Yeah, who does that? <laughs> Trash. Trash. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, tell us about Cobra Kai, that first season, uh, how Johnny gets, how Johnny well, Lawrence gets back into karate. So basically, you know, he runs in it. It's it's kind of like the, it's kind of like, you know, there there's a parallel between the seasons and, and the movies, I've noticed that, and I think they do it by design. But I think same thing again. Part in Cobra Kai season one, he runs into Daniel Russo again, just kind of like the way they ran into each other in Karate Kid one. And yeah. all of a sudden, he's like, you know, he sees how successful Daniel Russo is. He all of a sudden has a student. He has a possible student, and the it starts churning. Like he's like, I got unfinished business, and you know, well, he goes to, again. Go ahead. To be uh, more exact, you, you talk about the parallels to the first movie. In the first movie, Mr. Miyagi is in the apartment building where Daniel LaRusso is, and he sees LaRusso getting bullied and helps him. Yep. In this series, we see Johnny new kid in town, Miguel <laughs> Diaz, yeah. getting beat up, and Johnny Lawrence, not the uh, in the apartment building, and a drunk and a yep. loser. But he comes to the defense of the kid, just like Mr. Miyagi, and forms that same kind of bond. Yeah. And it's the it's it's crazy because you sit and you watch this movie and you're just you you know what's weird about season one was it pulled me into the point that all of a sudden I was like, yo, I like Johnny. This is my guy. And okay. I could feel that from the episode one of Cobra Kai. You could just feel that Johnny was going to be something special, that character in the movie, in the show. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I found myself in season one saying, man, I don't really like Daniel LaRusso anymore. I remember I remember watching season one. I remember calling you and I'm like, yeah, Daniel LaRusso's kind of a, he's kind of a dick. Yeah. <laughs> and like you're saying, that's the, the beauty of the show is they made Johnny Lawrence the hero. And you didn't like Daniel LaRusso at first because 
you were seeing it from Johnny's perspective. Mm-hmm. You saw how he got everything and Johnny had everything taken away. Yeah. And I will say, like, Daniel Russo, no pun intended here, is the best <laughs> heel ever. Like, And I don't mean a heel with a spinning kick. I mean, he's the best heel bad guy without even – you don't even – like, he's a good guy. Right. But he's a heel because you're sitting back going, man, Johnny's got nothing. He's eating yeah. left, drinking leftover beer out of cans and, you know, he's he's a drunk. He probably should be an AA. <laughs> <laughs> but the beauty of it is because you have the movies and you know Daniel LaRusso's backstory, Yep. you know why he hates Johnny. Yeah. Because he hasn't forgotten what happened in the first movie. Right. And even though Johnny has kind of changed, LaRusso still sees him as the bully and the Cobra Kai guy who strikes first. Yeah. And just has no no uh, forgiveness for him. And, you know, it's almost like uh, Johnny is not just fighting his internal demons in this movie. He's fighting trying to win over Daniel LaRusso's approval. You almost get that vibe from it in the movie. And that's, I'm telling you, man, this is some of the best writing hands down I've seen and I'm yep. not a I'm not a critic I'm not no you know hey I'm a you know I'm a writer I'm a language guy I'm this I'm that listen I'm just Joe Schmo Jimbo Jim Kesey on talking baloney telling you man this is some some of the damn best writing I've ever seen <laughs> to call yourself Joe Schmo <laughs> Joe Schmo <laughs> <laughs> so the other aspect uh we talked about Miguel Diaz being the Daniel LaRusso like uh, teenage character that Johnny trains. Mm-hmm. Well, there's another teenage character that Russo starts to train. Robbie Keane. Yep. <laughs> who turns out is actually the son of Johnny Lawrence and estranged yeah. from him. Yeah, and it's, and no one seems to know the connection. Yeah, and the curveballs just keep flying in, episode, <laughs> in season one. I mean. You don't see any of them coming, and then you find out, like, oh, okay, this is Johnny's kid. Okay. Yeah. So then you're like, now your gears are turning, like, okay, they're not going to have any kind of relationship. You can almost tell. And they, you know, it's going to be now Johnny's fighting the demons of, I got to try to win Daniel's approval. I'm trying to win my kid's approval. And I'm fighting, you know, all these other things going on. Dude, and, and, and he connects with this other kid, Miguel. Who he didn't want to train, but now he finds out he really does need to train him. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that, there's a lot going scene, on. That scene where he gives uh, Miguel his robe. Yeah. Or his, what do they call it? The, the suit. The gi. The gi. Where he hands him the gi and then his, his real son sees it. Whoo. <laughs> That's a moment right there. This is a show that that whole first season is just building. It's like every episode adds to the story. And then the pieces start to click together, and it's fantastic. It's almost like you're watching the, a, a giant onion, and they're peeling back layers every episode. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, they're making one hell of a sautéed dish, you can tell. And it's just going <laughs> to, when they finally get down to the... But I will tell you this. On top of great storytelling, and on top of all the other characters and stuff going on, season one, season two, and I'm even going to say season three, the best soundtracks I've ever, some of the best soundtracks. Yeah. And some of the, like season one, and I won't say anything about the other season, but season one, like the scenes with LaRusso and Johnny in the car. 
<laughs> yeah. Comedy gold without even trying. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's part of the show. Uh, people going into it, if they haven't seen it, it, it's actually pretty funny. Yeah. It's very dramatic at times. Uh, season one features the return to the All Valley Conference, just like the first movie. Yep. Which is excellent. Uh, season two kind of takes things outside of the tournament. Yeah. And we start to see the karate fights take place anywhere, everywhere. And, anywhere everywhere. and everywhere. Balls count anywhere. <laughs> it's like it's like watching a, a, a pay-per-view, but with, like, badass kids. <laughs> yeah. We talk about, like, we haven't mentioned him yet, but the character of Hawk. Ah, one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah. Here's a kid with a, uh, like, a cleft lip or a scar on his lip. And he's picked on and he's bullied. And thanks to Cobra Kai and the teachings of John Kreese, mm-hmm. he comes to, shows up with a red mohawk and just a kick-ass personality. And it becomes one of the main characters of the show. And, I'm, and to quote him, his character's <laughs> badass. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, the only thing that irritates me about Hawk's character is yeah. he reminds me a lot of Mad Dog when we were little kids. He was that scrawny, skinny kid. You just wanted to kick the crap out of him every time you saw him. And but at the end, you're always like, "He got that lucky shot it on me, and he got me." You know, like hit me in the nads or something. And next thing you know, I'm on the ground. <laughs> but those, every single character in season one and season two and beyond, is each character is there for a reason. There's a story being told. With every one of them. It's not like they just threw in an extra here, an extra there. Every single one of them are telling their own story in the show. And that's... And, you, yeah. You just don't see that. You don't see that. And, like, the last time I've seen that, and I, outside of even The Office, would probably be, like, maybe Friends. You know, where everybody had their relationship or their character and stuff like that. There's definitely... This is a throwback, man. <laughs> well, and, you know, the advantage of being a streaming show... I believe, so the show started on YouTube. It was a YouTube original. Uh, You had to pay, subscribe to YouTube Premium to watch it. Not many people did that. YouTube Premium ditches the show, Netflix picks it up, and all of a sudden, it's a huge hit. Yeah, but three seasons. Like, hey, look at us now, jerk. (laughs) (laughs) So the first three seasons were all part of that original YouTube uh, pact. The next season, season four, will be the first one that Netflix actually produced. Ooh, the budget you ex- money. Yeah. You expect, okay, the budget's going to increase. The idea of, okay, we only had Elizabeth Shue for two episodes out of three seasons. Mm-hmm. Maybe she'll be there for more. Maybe Hillary Swank will show up. Mm-hmm. There's no telling what they can do in season four, and I can't wait. You know, there's no t- with Netflix budget. Hell, they might bring back Miyagi in CGI. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, man. I The characters and, like, yeah, LaRusso's daughter character is probably, yeah. that's a surprise character for me. Like, at first, I think she's just going to be one of these prissy, we got a lot of money, you know, driving the Audi to school, blah, blah, blah. And then she turns out to be somewhat of a badass. <laughs> yeah. She, uh... When we first see her, she's like anti-karate. 
Um, and then that we learned later that she had been training with uh, Daniel's son and uh, yeah. kind of got away from it, but she comes back to it in a big way. Uh, I like that his wife is quirky. She has that, uh, you know, she kind of runs the the business while he does his thing. She's very supportive of his, you know, what he wants to do and that he wants to train these kids and stuff like that. I like that. Yeah. Um, I do like that she kind of runs the show, you know, she kind of keeps everybody in line, you know, like, and I just, there's a lot going on and, you know, Johnny's character of getting into a relationship, possibly, you know, all these different things going into the next seasons and stuff. You just don't, some of the stuff you just don't see coming. And when season two wrapped that yes. last episode, <laughs> that was a big cliffhanger. They threw everything, but the kitchen, they threw the kitchen sink and everything at you. <laughs> In that episode. Definitely. So uh, we're, we're going to take a break. Maloney Nation. Man, that is a killer soundtrack. It really does rock. It gets the blood flowing, the heart pumping. Kind of reminds you of the Karate Kid music a little. In a way, yes, it does. Yeah. Uh, so it's time for Baloney Nation. Uh, this is yes. where we answer comments and questions from our viewers, courtesy of the Baloney Nation hotline, 585-484-1770. Okay. And uh, we got a question for you, Jim. Uh, are you a Simpsons fan, before I ask? <laughs> so I've watched The Simpsons. I just, man, I. It, it's to a point now, it's like I've seen everything that they have to offer. I will say this, though, <laughs> how, how The Simpsons have, predicted everything that's happened in this world yeah i i just don't get it like i guess that, it goes to show that, like if if you do a cartoon for 30 years eventually everything you eventually do gonna is gonna right happen yeah. <laughs> that's about the extent of the simpsons i ever got into i mean i maybe watched the first maybe five years when it came out but that's pretty much been about it i haven't watched them since yeah, I think I watched a little longer than you. I probably did the first nine seasons before I gave up. When did um, the Barkman song come out? <laughs> well, that was right off the bat. Oh, was it? All right, that's that's about the extent of my symptoms right there. <laughs> Do the Bartman. Do the Bartman. <laughs> so our first question is, what should the final episode of The Simpsons be? Now, as far as I know, they haven't announced a final episode. Uh, they've been on for 31 years, I think. Uh, I got a, I got a perfect ending for them. Go ahead. Simpsons m moves to South Park. <laughs> okay. What do you I think, think they, <laughs> you know, they usually say the Simpsons did it. And that, uh, is an expression that actually comes from South Park because they did a South Park episode where everything the kids did, someone said, well, the Simpsons already did it. And then I think a South Park version of The Simpsons showed up on South Park. <laughs> so, uh, all right, all right, so South Park did it. Did it. Yeah, they already did it. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you know, I don't know that. I guess, you know, maybe maybe have them. I don't know how you would end there. How, how would you end that? Like, maybe Homer dies? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to end a cartoon. Yeah, uh, like, I. Do you remember the, the show, The Dinosaurs? Yes. They were uh, like big puppets. They weren't 
cartoons. It was like a puppet show. It was on ABC. It was like a sitcom. It's okay, kind yeah, of I remember, uh, okay. yeah, I remember that show. I remember it. The final episode when they uh, got canceled, they actually had it like start to get really cold, and then it was basically the start of the ice age. Yeah. So you. You basically knew what they were saying is that everyone on the show was about to die. And that was probably the darkest ending I think I've ever seen a kid show do. <laughs> yeah. Killing Homer Simpson would probably be darker, though. <laughs> <laughs> or, I'm just saying. Or, or Marge. I mean. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Maybe Bart dies of a drug overdose. or <laughs> Make it. Make it. Yeah. COVID. <laughs> you know you know uh, next question a little too hot under the collar on this one <laughs> yeah so uh, a viewer wants to get your opinion on these wrestlers so I'll name a wrestler and you just give me your quick thoughts okay Taz traitor <laughs> Uh, a trader because he went to AEW. Yes, uh, actually, you know, Taz was one of my. I I used to love Taz. I used to love his finisher. That uh, what they call his little like sleeper hold thing that he used to do. Um, they called it the but, Taz mission in WWE. Yeah, the Taz mission. Yeah, but uh, you know, I have seen him on. You know, I I get it. He can't really wrestle much anymore, so you know, he needs a paycheck. So, but trader. <laughs> All right. And you, you don't have to give, like, what they're currently doing an opinion on. You can give, like, an uh-huh. overall career. So you used to like them is what you're saying. Yeah. ECW, die hard. All right. Fit Finley. Uh, he had the scepter he used to carry, right? He used to beat people with it? Uh, it was a shillelagh. It was like a wooden That's stick. That's the shillelagh. Yes. That's all I remember him for. <laughs> yeah. An orange swoggle. Uh... <laughs> It's kind of funny. He was like a famous brawler and a famous wrestler, and then he came to WWE, and they kind of made him into a little bit of a joke. But uh, as uh, famous as he was for maybe his wrestling skills, I never really thought he was that entertaining myself. No, no, I didn't either. Until he was with Hornswoggle. (laughs) Yeah, that was good. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Kenny Omega. So, you know, I've watched some of... Kenny Omega in New Japan, the yes. Kenny Omega, definitely. Period. Period. I don't like I will any of the stuff they got him doing right now. I mean, I, I get the little angle thing they're doing right now in AEW, and that's got my it had my interest peaked, and I've watched some of it. Yeah, I just don't get. I, I, it's an up and coming show, and the other show is kind of like a I don't know a D rated show more so than anything. Right. I just don't I don't get it. I will say Kenny Omega was a disappointment in AEW until recently. I think he's really shining with his heel turn. I love his entrance with the uh, the girls in like the 80s aerobics outfits coming out with the brooms and sweeping. And I love his, uh, his entrance and his over-the-top promos. And I like the, uh, the reuniting with the Good Brothers. Yeah. The old former uh, Bullet Club in... Japan. Cease and desist. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. You can't do this. We'll get our letter from WWE tomorrow. <laughs> oh shit! Sorry, my bad. <laughs> <Roar>. Scrub it. <laughs> Wait a minute. 
in Kenny Omega fashion, let's clean it. That's right. The cleaner. The cleaner. Kenny Omega uh, in New Japan, pro wrestling, the best wrestler on the planet, period. Yeah. I, I think he still is. Uh, I think he's getting back to that. His match this past week with Ray Phoenix was really good. Yeah. I'm not going to uh, lie, next, I still like to see him in WWE. It'd be interesting. Uh, next on the list, as this list is all over the place in terms of uh, time period, is Men on a Mission. I have no idea who that is. <laughs> you don't know Men on a Mission? Mo and Mabel, who was later uh, Big Vis, Viscera? Oh, Viscera. Big Daddy V. Yeah. They're original. They were Men on a Mission. They used to rap. <laughs> okay. So, one word for that would be forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh true yeah and uh so there was uh there was mo oscar who only rapped and mabel who was big this so they were met on a mission and their initials were also mo oscar and mabel m-o-m yeah forgotten is a good description <laughs> how about tommy dreamer Instant icon. He is the, what do they call him? The hardcore legend. The king of hardcore. Innovator of violence. Innovator of violence, yes. And I know he does. Listen, Tommy Dreamer does more putting over younger talent than probably anybody I know in, in wrestling. He is all about up-and-coming talent and keeping the business alive and... You know, pushing the little shows and the little guys and stuff like that, man. I, you know, not not giving, you know, I give all the props in the world to Busted Open because they bring a lot of attention to pro wrestling. And something that, you know, man, if you're a pro wrestling fan, you don't know who Busted Open is and Dave LaGreca and all those guys, you're stupid. <laughs> you really are. <laughs> or you don't have Sirius XM. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true, too. But they have a podcast. <laughs> well, that's true. I guess, I guess you can... Uh... Listen that way. When you didn't, if you watched ECW and you didn't watch Tommy Dreamer and Sandman and Sabu and all those guys, yeah. When Paul Heyman still had hair and a ponytail and a black leather jacket. <laughs> <laughs> so I met Tommy Dreamer. Uh, this is back in the uh, Fox TV days in Corning, Elmira, and WWE was coming to town, and we did a wind lunch with a WWE superstar contest. And I went along on the lunch to film it because, you know, we need video of it. Mm -hmm. uh, the contest winners got to have lunch with Tommy Dreamer and Ivory. And uh, we went to Legends Sports Bar in Elmira Heights. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Real high-quality place. Oh, yeah. Top notch. <laughs> Couldn't take them to, like, did we have an Applebee's then? Well, it's funny, like, Pierce's was Kitty Corner from there, which is, like, the <laughs> nicest restaurant <laughs> in town. And yeah. we went to the sports bar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tommy Dreamer ordered two pieces of grilled chicken. That was his meal. Nothing else. He was, like, you could tell he was in WWE, finally, and he wanted to stay there, and he wanted to stay in good shape. I don't see Tommy Dreamer really, like, he is very articulate about how he says stuff, too. And I... He's probably one of the guys that I like, besides Bully Ray on on Busted Open. I, I 
Dave LaGreca and his rants are just cracks me up. His pineapple pizza segment that he does about <laughs> who the hell puts pineapple on pizza. Yeah. You know, classic. Instant classic. Like, they got something going there, and that's great, man. Though that, But Tommy Dreamer, he is he is what he he's part of that. He was what makes that show for me. Uh, next on the list, we got three more names. Uh, Kevin Sullivan. <laughs> Wait, isn't he the ass asshole? <laughs> <laughs> or am I thinking of a different guy at NXT, from NXT? No. Uh, yeah, it is Kevin Sullivan, isn't it? Ke- Kevin Sullivan is from. The 1980s WCW. He was uh, married to woman, and then Chris Benoit uh, stole ah, a woman right. away from him. Yes, okay. Yeah, still was... a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, next on the list, <laughs> Buff Bagwell. <laughs> Buff the stuff. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> and I, I heard he's kind of a, a jerk outside of wrestling. Yeah, we actually had uh, Scotty Bender on this show, and he yeah. told a story of the time the WrestleVision crew, uh, myself, Scotty Bender, Ivan the Impaler, met Buff Bagwell, and he was a drunken mess, probably on drugs, and uh, he almost picked a fight with Ivan the Impaler, and it had to be uh, broken up by myself and Scott Stewart, a pitcher from the Buffalo Bisons. So, Buff hey. really is the stuff. He buffs on the stuff more like it. (laughs) Uh, The final name on the list, and I can tell you're probably not a big Southern wrestling guy, but uh, the Midnight Express. Uh, Managed by Jim Cornette. Jim Cornette, the old tennis racket. Yes. (laughs) Listen, they were the, they were the uh, Midnight Express were, they were the rockers before they were the rockers. (laughs) Uh, uh, you might be thinking of the Rock and Roll Express. Oh, yeah, Rock and Roll Express. They kind of set the groundwork for him, didn't they? Yeah, the Rock and Roll Express had a long feud with the Midnight Express. Mm-hmm. The Midnight Express was uh, Dennis Condry and beautiful Bobby Eaton. Beautiful Bobby. Uh, who was had the best blonde mullet in the history of wrestling, it's... I think. All <laughs> 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 right, That's well, awesome. that wraps That's... up the, the names on the list. You know what? I will say this about Buff Bagwell because I don't want people to think we're crapping on him. He did have an awesome top hat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, speaking of Buff, Buff came to Rochester uh, a few times. Mm-hmm. And he was actually on a card with uh, Brody Lee. Oh, yes. Which brings us to uh, the saddest news of our two-week hiatus um, yeah. is Brody Lee passed away. Yeah, and that, you know, shout out to his family and all of his fans, and you know, you yourself, man, you were uh, you worked with him in the past, and uh, you know, it's yeah. sad for everybody's loss, man. He was uh, he was a Rochester native, man. He was our he was from our our, our area, you know, somebody that made it yeah. big. He paid his dues, he and he made it big. He got out of this town, and he <laughs> but he came back, you know, like, and he never That's forgot right. where he came from. And uh, one of the coolest things was even when he moved to Tampa and he lived in Tampa, when he showed up and they announced him on All Elite Wrestling, Mr. Brody Lee from Rochester, New York. Mm-hmm. You know, he never forgot where he was from. He was a great guy. 
Uh, I'm wearing my Bludgeon Brothers t-shirt. Yeah. As we speak. I will say that, you know, I, you know, I, he was, Luke Harper was my favorite character on TV. And I will say, one of my favorite wrestlers on TV, even the stuff he did with the Bludgeon, you know, with the Bludgeon Brothers and stuff. But I will say this, man. I watched videos of Brody Lee from when you were with him doing the WrestleVision stuff. And yeah, dude, he was leagues ahead of everybody else. Leagues ahead of everybody else. And, and he never, yeah. in any of those videos that I ever watched, he was never, it wasn't always about him. He was always about making the guy in the ring with him better and putting somebody over if he had to do it. And um, If you want to hear more about him, um, you go to rocksportsnow.com. There's an article written by superstar Rob Schultz where he has his memories of growing up with Brody Lee. He was friends with him from childhood. Um, there's old photos. There's a lot of uh, good stuff there about Great Brody article. Lee. Great yeah. article. All right. You know, well, that's I a show. I, got, I only wish I would have got a chance to get that choke slam. <laughs> yes, there was a time. Yeah, where I was uh, doing Pure Six Wrestling, and Brody Lee was the big bad guy, and I was looking for a fan that uh, it wasn't going to be a choke slam. He was going to do his famous big boot, and uh, you were all lined up to take it. I was the volunteer. I wanted it. <laughs> <laughs> and what happened? Uh, Melly Mouse put the kibosh on it. <laughs> <laughs> said our our insurance isn't going to cover you being in a chair the rest of your life, and yeah, and, and she's probably right. But you know, oh, there's what? there's definitely some truth to that. Yeah, if I could have went around in life and said I got my my spine broke by Brody Lee, come on, I made it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm in a wheelchair, but did you see how cool it was? Yeah, I sold the shit out of that. <laughs> <laughs> You're still selling it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but I will say this, man. One of my favorite wrestlers on TV, man. I know he was near and dear to the entire Rochester community and his outreach. Listen, he had fans all over the world. We all know that. We saw the videos and the tributes and stuff. But, man, you guys yeah. in Rochester, you particularly, you know, you guys all gone way too soon, man. Gone way too soon. But that, he, made that his, a fact. he made it. He made his mark. Yeah, and you feel bad that you know his two uh, young sons um, hope for the best, and I think all the wrestling has been doing above and beyond to take care of them, and uh, yeah. they've been doing so much for little Brody, making him feel special. Everyone's selling for him. <laughs> if you've seen the videos online, he's beating up every wrestler they have, and it's it's pretty yeah. awesome. You know, and he's even beating up WWE guys. And I will say this, you know, and this is be my only take that I'll say about it. AEW did probably one of the best tribute shows I've ever seen. WWE yeah. did their own thing, but all the people making it about AEW versus WWE guys, there's a there's a time and a place for everything, and that wasn't it. <laughs> no, not at all. Yep. All right. Uh that's a talk anyway. from Baloney 2021 special edition right there. Hell yeah. <laughs> Give me a hell yeah. <laughs> <Roar>. <laughs> I'm telling you, we are this year, I'll tell our fans this right now, we are going to bring it this year. Yeah. That, that was our New Year's resolution is yeah. for 2021, our plan is we're going to bring it. We're going to bring it. 
Yeah. And I, we want to hear your feedback. We want it, we we need some engagement from our community. What do you guys want to hear? What do you want us to talk about? Where do you yeah. want us to go visit when we can finally leave the house? <laughs> <laughs> I think people want to see the inside of this camper that you're in. <laughs> you know what? Maybe one of these weeks we'll do a a trip around the inside. <laughs> Ooh, this is gonna be a big year. Yeah, it's gonna be biblical, man. <laughs> You'll be, they'll be writing books about this and. 20 years and teaching it in school. <laughs> yeah, 20 years, there'll be a uh, there'll be a Talking Baloney series on Netflix, and all these episodes of Baloney Now will mean much more 20 years from now because it'll be backstory. And, you know, I do want to say this and reaffirm this to our entire Talking Baloney nation. This show is going to stand by our We Do Not Discuss Politics or Religion. You know, maybe I blurred the area a little bit towards the end of the year last year <laughs> no it's, not anymore. <laughs> it's hard to not get caught up but we want to be that oasis for everyone to get away get away from politics let's get talk wrestling and movies and tv shows and, and 80s and 90s and 80s yeah. and 90s toys and movies and music and and jim's gonna watch star wars i mean this yeah. is we should all be happy Let's let's re think about this, folks. I hate Star Wars, and I'm going to give it a shot this year because it's a brand new year, and I've I've been opened up to the light, <laughs> the light literally. There's two lights yeah. all around me, <laughs> and I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to go back and watch them, and I'm going to report back to the big guy and let him know what I get, what I find. Yeah, and uh, maybe after that, Harry Potter. Yeah, probably never a chance for Harry no. Potter. No, yeah, I don't blame you. I want to do it. Fake. Who carries a wooden stick with magic? Come on. <laughs> you never see that anywhere. <laughs> Next thing you know, there'll be trolls under the bridge down the road. Come on. <laughs> Have you been to uh, Gibson? Uh, well, we got to go. <laughs> Great show, right. Jim Deasy. Great show, big guy. And to our talk of baloney nation, man. You guys, stay classy. It's a new year. Come on. Set a goal. <laughs> Keep rocking it. Rochester. Hell yeah. <laughs>